episode number 181 of the Tartan Running Shorts podcast, hosted by Tom Bryan and myself, Kyle Gregg. So, Tommy, this is a, this is a new one today. <laughs> Tommy's uh, windswept and, as Billy Conley would say, interesting. Uh, and he's also in some, some cheeky little lycra. Running, not not running like not lycra, folks. It's cycling lycra. Uh, yeah, I can't even speak. Uh, it's cycling lycra. Uh, I ride the north top specifically. So, uh, Tommy, what's where were you? I've been. You, you you almost stood me up for like ten minutes. Eh? It's like a blind. A day I know. Wrong. Uh, which you know often happened to me back in my day. You know. Fact, I'm very sorry, Kyle. I was. Well, I was just saying to Kyle. <laughs> Kyle and I had agreed that we'd jump on it. Uh, it's three o'clock. Uh, it's Bastille Day, so I'm still a French contract from off work today. And I was out riding with a friend, uh, a friend who retired a couple of years ago, I used to work with. And uh, I underestimated how long it would take us and his his pace. <laughs> so we're coming back. I was I was we went out lovely ride, not so far, but we're coming back. Just basically come back along uh, South D Side Road, and I'm thinking I need to pick this pace up a bit. I was like, so sort of get Dave, pick this up, mate. It's just, <laughs> Got a podcast to get to. Oh yes. <laughs> Did, uh, so so basically, um, we, we're going to keep this one super short because this is probably like the earliest we've ever had. Uh, well, it's not the earliest, but it's been many a it's been a many a month that we've we've decided to record like late afternoon. So here we are on a Thursday late afternoon chatting yes. all things running without a beer. I'm I'm on my iron I know. extra here, which is because uh, it's it's daytime, you know. Uh, Robinson squash for me. <laughs> Look at that, eh? This is uh, the, the hydration of champions. Um, well, talking about champions, there's, there's been a few championships taking place this at the weekend. Uh, we'll talk briefly about uh, mainly Masters competitions. So we'll, okay. we'll talk about that from a, a, a local, national and international level. Uh, we've also got the World Athletics Champs coming up in this weekend, I think it is. Mm. Uh, but our, we've got a guest on the show who I've been meaning to line up for quite a few months now uh, in the form of ultra distance legend Mike Raffin to talk all things, um, you know, his experience. And he's been in the, the ultra scene for quite a while now. Um, and he's also he's also got a, a really interesting story about um, he is, is uh, you know, he had a, a heart, op- an open heart operation, an open heart open heart surgery and um, mm. the recovery from that as well. Uh, so yeah, so he'll be chatting about that and he'll be coming on in the next sort of few minutes or so. Uh, so yeah, but before we get started, Tommy, how are you? You're back, you're, you're again, you're back in the Dean. You're not in the Dean, Aberdeen. You're not really in Aberdeen. I don't know if Countess Wells is in Aberdeen. You probably prefer it not to be. Yeah. Uh, how are you doing? I'm well, thanks. I'm well, yeah. We're, technically it is in the city of Aberdeen, city limits. No, well, well, good. Uh, I'd say enjoying the, I thoroughly enjoying the Tour de France this year. It's wow. being Bastille Day. We've got a big stage today over the Galibian up the up Duez. So that I've, I feel like I've been, I'm not following some of the athletics so closely. Uh, so I'm quite looking forward to catching up on these, uh, on the massive results because I'm not doing any running. I'm, I'm still, I'm still, I've went, long story short, I'm doing a, I know that's not true. I, I ran twice last week. I went to see a doctor again. So I don't have a hernia. I think it's a what? tear. I think it's a groin tear. So, oh, for God's sake. Yeah. So it's a bit annoying. Um, I didn't get an operation then. You know, if you were yeah. to, you know, to, you know, delve right into your, 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 your muscle, in, you know, your muscles and or whatever else they they have mm. to do to get you, that would have been a bit of a, a pain in there. Literally. Well, it would, it would have been, yeah. So, and again, that's anyway. So that's two. Do- one doctor thinks I do have a hernia. The other thinks I don't. So, 
I'm going to go and see a physio uh, net two weeks' time. It's a nightmare to get a physio appointment these days. Oh, I, don't really? know, I, I know, so I mean, maybe I don't have the the right ends with uh, physios, but yeah, I'm, I've yeah, got an appointment a week on Friday. Does James that physio not get you a wee fast track? You know, like a wee. Well, I think he's on track. he's on holiday at the minute. That's the no, problem. No. So I'll, I'll go and see him anyway. I will get that fixed because I'm I'm quite keen to get to get back running. Quite keen to get. I wouldn't mind just doing some sessions. I've got no real races. I said last week in the podcast. I want to get. I want to run the cross country circuit. So we'll see. We'll see. Um, but how are you though? That more you're surely doing some more interesting running than I am. Have you recovered? Uh, no, Have you recovered not, from not, your marathon yet? Not really. Not really. I've got. Uh, I've got really nothing. Nothing to report here. I mean, just the same old mopey self, like struggling to to keep my running. You know, like str- struggling to to run to train. Um, I, I'm literally going out and, and having to like stop start. Like yesterday I went for really? a run. No, two days ago I went for a run and uh and I mean I've been trying to do something every day, but really like short. Uh I I, I tried to do like half an hour and I had to like stop and do like a minute on, minute off walk run. It was it was horrendous. Really? I'm just like Blame me. I, I don't know. It's I'm I'm do you know what? I I don't really I don't mind uh not being hundred percent well clearly nowhere near any level of fitness just now but I, I I just I think it's it's definitely like a a, a a sort of side effect or um from from having COVID a few weeks ago I mean I, mm. th- I think I wasn't fit anyway before that but generally speaking like when I'm you know if I wasn't to exercise I wouldn't really know it affects me but you just as I said last last week I do, you know, something's not right when you, you, you're not really, I'm not really injured. I'm not, I'm, I'm not, you know, I'm unfit, but it's a different type of running. Like you just, just can't get going and your body just wants to stop. Uh, and my heart rate's just sky high. I went out for like, yeah, I put my heart rate monitor on. It was like, and then I looked at my, my trends when I, I've had the heart rate on, the monitor on when I've been fit and when I've been okay. And it's far higher in terms of like the pace, you know, mm-hmm. so that, that gives me an indication and A, I'm probably not as fit, B, I'm just, everything's just harder, you know, um, mm. but but also just like strength wise, I think I'm just feeling quite weak, but this sounds really negative, but I, I, I think it's, I've got to be realistic. I can't just go, ah, yeah, I'm going to crack on and I'll be fine, you know, uh, you know, I'm not always going to be a superhero you know well especially when you've had COVID I think you need to you know need to you know that that recovery takes a bit of time and although you feel yeah. better you might yeah. still have a bit of a, a sort of yeah. hangover from that yeah and I had a few few comments about you know and people coming back to me just saying like what they've had and how they've experienced having COVID post or post COVID running and training and there's there's been a lot of people struggling in there it's it's definitely like, it's it's definitely something to for anyone who does struggle to feel like just you'll be okay, you know, you'll just read your body and just, you know, listen to, maybe don't listen to what people say on the internet, but yeah, just know that there's people out there who've, who are in the same boat as you, you know? Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, other than that, it's, um, I'm, I'm, I've not, I've got no races planned. I've got no goals planned, but I think I would like to start thinking about something uh, just a bit like what you're doing, you know, think about Mm -hmm. something that's going to, excite me get me get my juices flowing a wee bit uh the, the cheeky little bee hags and it's so if any any listeners have got any you know ideas of what what i could do as a as a cheeky little bee hag it can be absolutely anything i'm i'm open 
I'm, I'm, you know, I'm a free man here. You know, I've, if you throw whatever you've got at me, and I'll, I'll consider it. Uh, Interesting. I'm, I'm, I'm not. You know, I, I think if you want me to run Lands End to John and Groats, like you know, tell me, let me know if you think that's a good idea. If you want me to do a, a hundred meter race, like I'm, I'm all go. Like you know, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm open to anything. So there you go, folks. Throw it. I'm, I'm yeah. gonna have a think. I'm gonna have a think about this. I, I'm gonna have. A, I'm gonna put some ideas on the table. For Within you. reason, I must uh, <laughs> say that at the end, you know. Um, but yeah, yeah, that's that's really where I'm at. it's not really that exciting for me. But uh, have, have I got anything else to report? Probably not. Not. Really. It's the summer holidays. Everyone's. Everyone's. I'm hoping that everyone. Everyone else is in the same place, so there's no. Uh, no one's that bothered yeah. about the fact that our well, running chat is so dire right now. Well, one thing uh, in terms of the thing that I was quite excited about was I was volunteering, uh, I was working and kind of volunteering at the Master, Scottish Masters Championships in Dundee. Uh, ah, you were down for that? Very good. Really, it was really good to, to watch. It was inspiring watching these guys like and girls, like, you know, various ages and abilities and uh, disciplines. Like, you know, there was, there was someone who ran, it was like, it was it was 17 he was what 75 years old i can't remember his name he ran 79 seconds as a 75 year old for the 400 oh wow like, it's crazy i mean i i struggle to do that right now just that's amazing. crazy um but it was also good to to meet some of the you know some of our fans as well and oh uh, wow you know both of them <laughs> yeah literally it was mark garricker and uh oh yeah so they were oh good Paul I, I met them nice. in for the real the first time it was funny that's cool I thought, oh there's mark i know i know you and i you know he, he saw me and i saw him and it was like you kind of like oh how you doing it was funny how we knew each other even though we haven't met uh cool. at least that maybe at least i don't think we have uh and then colin as well you know he had a good run at the well they both did um We'll maybe chat chat about those results briefly if we if we have the the time too. Uh, so yeah, that no, was it was really good. What a day! You know, it's a great day to be out outdoors, just as you're doing just now, Tommy. You know, you're yeah trying to you know be outside as long as you can before uh, you know to shorten our, our episode for, for this. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. <laughs> well, in terms of the highlight of this episode, we are now uh, our waiting room is a. Uh, is now populated. So, Kyle, I'll let you, uh, you'll tee up our, our interview for the week. So, I've already kind of teed them up. Uh, this is Mike Raffin, the, a local legend in the, the ultra scene in Scotland. So, um, yeah, uh, let's, let's just, let's hear a story, yeah? Here he comes. Hello, Mike. Hello, Mike. I thought he, I thought he was just having a, it was just a picture there of him there, but he's he, he's actually moving, you know. <laughs> Hello. I, I don't is think it, he can hear us. His uh, headphones are connecting. Yeah, but while his while his headphones are connecting, um, oh no, oh, he's he's on mute now. He's going to unmute himself, is he? Or can he hear us? You were here, yeah, here, yes. I'm here now. Hey, how Hello. you doing? All right. I'm all right. Yeah. Good stuff. Well. Mike, thank you so much for coming on. I was just saying before, like it's been uh, it's been a long time coming. We've, we we meant to get you on about a year and a half ago uh, after your you know you know your your open heart surgery and uh, and just the the sort of what you did afterwards as well was hugely inspiring for a lot of runners uh, in certainly in Scotland anyway in in the ultra scene as well. Um, but before we go into that, 
just I know I know a lot about you. Um, I you know known you since well I was at uni really when when I was there and when you got into running. Uh, but I also met you at Chamonix before I decided to do the Ultra Tour of Mont Blanc, the UTMB. You were one of the the main uh, influencers, unfortunately. Uh, for, that made me want to do it uh, but anyway just tell us a little bit about you for the listeners and how you got into running right back in oh 2010 ish somebody from work was doing the uh corporate 10k up in inverness the oh, sports yeah. village had mm-hmm. uh, had a team going well had various teams going and I don't know why it was a team event because the team meant nothing at all. But uh, somebody was about to have a, a 40th birthday, so they were having a midlife crisis, and they wanted us to join them for the 10k. So, yeah, yeah. Uh, what, yeah why not? Signed up to the 10k. Somebody else from work was doing the marathon on the same day in Inverness. Uh, so watched him finish, and he said, "Oh, do you want to join me for Edinburgh in however many months' time?" Yeah, why not? So, signed up. Nice. Doing that. Finished the Edinburgh Marathon. Uh, it was a, one, one of the hot days where they'd uh, run out of water and absolutely hated it. Said, never running again. That's it. <laughs> and uh, met George Reed and uh, signed up to Loch Ness the next year. Wow. Was that the marathon? So, was it? Yeah, I was, yeah. So, uh, Edinburgh Marathon, Loch Ness Marathon. I've done four marathons. Uh, three of them have been Loch Ness. Um, after the first marathon, went to the pub and somebody said they were uh, huh. running. As, the as, you, as you do. As you do. <laughs> <laughs> running the Highland Fling. Why don't you do that? And yeah. sort of person I am, I couldn't say no. So, I signed <laughs> up to it. Um, that's what 53 miles the first half of the West Island Way. Oh. Um, so did that and 50 ultras later. 50 ultras. Wow, <laughs> gee whiz. <laughs> Jesus, I've done like five, eh? And I'm, I've I'm done one. <laughs> 50 <laughs> ultras. I can't. Well, how many is that? And so when is that? I'm just trying to put that into context. How many a year that is as a sort of rate of rate of ultras? Uh, it's did first ultra in 2010. Oh my god, <laughs> it's five ultras, almost almost five ultras a year. Blimey. me. Yeah, uh, I, I think seven in one year is probably the most I've done. Seven. Oh, blimey. me. Jeez, oh. So like, I mean, I don't know all the ultras you've done, but like, there's a, I know, well, I know for sure there's a there's a huge range of ultras from like a probably like a measly like 50k to a 200 mile event to a back back like just tell us about some of those events that well, you've done if you think of it the easiest is probably the d33 and okay. by easiest you've got to sprint the whole thing it's just uh extended marathon really yeah Flat. um yeah run as fast as you can I love, I love tom's face tom's like a sprint <laughs> Like, what? I'm just I just I must have this bit of my head missing. I'm, I'm just <laughs> I sorry, sorry Mike. So uh yeah, it's I, I've got I've beat my marathon PB during B33. 
Oh, wow. <laughs> so, uh, officially marathon PBs, I think 309, but uh, I went through marathon distance in 253 during the 2003 with wow. seven miles to go. That's so, moving. That's yeah. moving. How, how, was but, it like, how was it last eight, seven miles? Were you still moving after that? It's just <laughs> Get get it done. I think. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think I kept up the pace. So. Yeah. Oh, that's it. Aye. Aye. So but you... yeah, ranges from that all the way. The longest I've done is two hundred and fifty-three miles from Anglesey to Cardiff. Jesus. So, what, was uh, what was that one? Was that uh, long last Crimew? It's uh, it's following the cycle route. Yeah. Uh, the length of Wales. Oh. What drove you to want to run 250 miles? Uh, to prove that I can. <laughs> fair answer. Fair, fair enough. Yeah, and the, that's bonkers. The, and I suppose that, that I suppose that that's the question as well. You know, like we ask the why, and you know, why do you, why do you run? You know, not just ultras, but like why, why are you involved? Like, what, what was the reason that made you want to do it? Was it to the the, the challenge of of, yeah. of running or? I think so. I think it's, uh, and when I say prove that I can, it's proven to myself. But yeah. like, it yeah. doesn't matter if anybody else thinks that you're capable. It's what you think you're capable of. Yeah. I think I'm capable of it. So I need to prove to myself that I can do it. Yeah. So that's interesting. So you go into like that, that I like, I love that mindset that you, you believe you can, but you still want to show, <laughs> demonstrate to yourself you can. Did you, I mean, I, you must, I'm, I always think when you run those sort of distances, there must be, doubts in there you know there, there must be how do you manage that that going to a race like that an event like that to i mean there, there's always doubts there's doubts leading up to the event there's doubts during the event but i i, I don't know uh how how you get over them uh, you definitely the more you do the less less doubts You've, you you know you can do that I've been in an event where it's like 10 miles to go and it's just like, that's just a Friday lunchtime run. So it's yeah. just, okay, yeah. just 10 miles. 10 miles is a long way. Don't get me wrong. But yeah, yeah. You have to convince yourself that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then like some of the other events that you've done, you've, you've not just, you know, run like the kind of flattish ultras. You've, you've also taken part in the UTMB and uh, is that the sort of, that is that the gnarly or the hilliest one that you've, You've done? Uh, well, hilliest. I've done a race called The Hill, uh, <laughs> <laughs> which was, uh, the, the course is only a mile and a quarter long, but it's starting at a pub, uh, oh, run man. up run up the hill, which is a mile and a quarter, and yeah. run back to the pub, and repeat that 55 times. Oh, oh my goodness. Jesus. It was in December, so... Like uh, at one point, my water bottle froze that was sitting outside. The, the the checkpoint is actually outside the pub, but you're free to go in and sit beside the fire and stuff like that. And you're only allowed half an hour rest. But I deliberately, <laughs> <Wow>. <laughs> I, I deliberately didn't go into the pub. I think I went in twice. One was because they made us move our own bags from one room to another, and the other <laughs> one was to use the toilet. Right. So, I was going to say that must be that's a double-edged sword. If you go in, yeah, and you're uh, in, are you leaving a warm pub? To it's too comfortable. <laughs> you didn't sign up to that to get the comfort of the pub. You signed up to it for the extreme 
cold outside. But uh, yeah, that, that race led to my probably my worst running injury, which was uh, at, at the end of it, I had a blurry vision. And I went to the optician the next day and it, it actually cleared up then. And then a couple of weeks later, I was, I was walking down the road and there was wind and it was, where's this pain coming from? Suddenly pain in my eye, went to the opticians again and he said I had a scar in my eye. What had happened during the race, the, the inside of my eye had actually frozen and uh, I got a, an ulcer in the eye forming on the scar that the, the frozen bit is called. Oh God, <laughs> how did you get that removed? Uh, uh, antibiotics. Okay, and that's uh, just because you were outside in the cold. Uh, it was because the uh, the iris had frozen. Oh, I've never I've never heard that. Wow. I didn't know you could get that. That's meant. That's crazy. Wow. So uh, you, you think uh, going over your ankle or whatever is bad? Yeah. Then that has really hurt. That's, oh, uh, that's that's the story to tell your grandkids that when they. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, I love how you describe it as a running injury, Mike. I mean, it, is a, it could have happened on a walk, though. Like, yeah, it could have happened at any time, but I happened to be running when it happened, so I'm right. claiming it as a running injury. No, quite right, quite right. Oh man! And uh, we're talking about bloody vision. The tunnel ultra must have been like. This is what I want to hear about. This is is my most favourite reason that you're on the show, Mike, is to hear about the tunnel vision. The tunnel vision, sorry, the tunnel ultra. Well, the, the, the same race director that directed the hill, one of his, well, the hill and one last year, he's he known to be putting on hard events. Uh, Mark Cobain, or yeah. Cockbane, as Cockbane. he likes to be called, because he does the <laughs> cock slam. <laughs> <laughs> is that a, is that a, a race or his uh, a sort of patented sexual move that he's... a running-related <laughs> blue movie. <laughs> if, if, if you do yeah. uh, uh, certain ones of his race all... All in one year, then you get the cock slam. Oh, wow. That's so rather than the grand slam, it's the cock slam. The cock slam. Oh, have, you very good. The, have you ever had the cock slam, mate? Uh, it was, I, I should have got it, and he said I was going to get it, but one of his races were delayed by a year. So it was into the next year. So uh, technically, like I hadn't done it within the year. Yeah. So I didn't uh, get it. But oh, well, no. Uh, <laughs> so just just this, just before we get the, the tunnel the tunnel race so the the hill where is the hill in peak district in the peak district okay and it's 55 times one and a half miles up a yeah, hill so there, I, and back, I, there and back 160 miles in total okay right that's okay and so okay so that set the scene then the tu- so then take us onto the tunnel then it is uh near bristol but uh, uh yeah, near Bristol and Bath, uh, okay. Combi Down Tunnel. It's an old railway tunnel that used to go through a hill beside the mining towns. Okay. And it's now a cycle route. So you're starting at one end of the tunnel. The tunnel is just over a mile long. That's okay. 1.07 miles or something like that, which sounds insignificant, but the uh, you're doing it 200 times. So the, the, the bill is the 200-mile race, but it's actually something like 214 miles. Oh, goodness. And it's just on, around around a cone at each end and out uh, back. You start at one end where there's a, a portaloo and a timing mat. You run to the other end, go over the timing mat, turn around and come back again. Wow. And it's so, dark, yeah. I guess. It's dark. In it, 
there, there's low level lighting during the day and then at night there's supposed to be bats in the tunnel but I never saw any uh, they turn off the lights to give the bats a rest oh wow <laughs> and, how, and, to, and so how do you go into a, I mean how did you prepare for that do you, do you have to do anything specific about the mental challenge of that or you just it's just your usual physical training to get ready uh, physically physically yes but I think I've done enough over the years to be mm. mentally blank to it the okay. uh, du- during that race what I've said to other people is it was pure unadulterated running <laughs> you didn't have to think about weather you didn't have to think about traffic uh, or yeah, okay. all you had to do was run right okay and you could fuel pretty much whenever you wanted to as well I guess because you're yeah. Only a mile. Oh, right. Was there also like music or something like that? Or, You're like, not like headphones because um, that would make it too easy. <laughs> <laughs> but the, yeah, they, through the tunnel, nothing to do with the race. It's there all the time. There's uh, violin music playing. Ah, that's what I've, I've heard. Oh, something like, yeah. And I've heard, I don't know if it's true, if you. Uh, go it's because it's a cycle route if you go through the tunnel at a certain speed it uh, plays one of beethoven's sympathy sympathies that can't even say the word yeah. um mm. but i don't know how true that is but when you're running through it you're not going at that speed at whatever it is 20 mile an hour and it just sounds like cats screaming <laughs> oh my goodness <laughs> oh, no. what's that like i mean that that must be so like just mentally tough i mean physically it's such a long way anyway but like how was it for you like you know what was it what was the experience uh well that was the second that i completed it last year was it uh that's actually my second attempt the first attempt was uh about six months before i was due to get heart surgery and the doctor advised against doing it but I wanted to prove to myself that I could still do it even but I I got to the uh, halfway mark and it's I got in my head that I I shouldn't be doing it it's not that I couldn't do it I shouldn't be doing it so I I made myself stop and my wife and daughter was there they were down in Bristol anyway and they were going to the zoo so it's like well can continue doing this or go to the zoo with them. <laughs> <laughs> I'll just do it. It's, uh, yeah. Wow. It, it wasn't a difficult choice at the time. No. So, yeah, no. after surgery, that was my, I wanted to do that race and complete it because I was proving to myself that, right, I'm, I'm okay again and yeah. completed the race. So, yeah, that's amazing. And you that did is amazing. quite well too, did you not? Did you not do quite? Uh, well, there, there was only four finished, and I was second. Yeah, that's all right. Well, I mean, there was more than that that obviously yeah. started the race. Started, but, uh, there was around the 30 mark, sorry. Yeah, yeah. wow. Do you, what's your sense of time in a race like that? Because, I mean, again, I've often thought this for ultras and, you know, having not done one, but especially when you get to that sort of 200-mile distance, the the concept of how long you've gone for must start to be vague but even when you're in a tunnel and you're you know there's no sense of getting to an end point that you're just you know you know at least on a course you kind of have this feeling of progressing towards a target in a in a race like that how is your sense of time 
there was because she, the, the first time I was doing it, it was a manual check for timings. So finding out how long you had left and how many laps you had left was up to you. So you had to keep it in your head how many laps you had left and counting to 100. So out and back, count to one lap or two miles. Um, but just counting to 100 over 55 hours gets a bit difficult. Yeah. So the, se- the second time I did it, they had computer timing. So you went over the timing mat and there was a computer screen there told you exactly what you had to do. So oh, I just okay. had it in my head that how many laps have got left, how much time. That That's the only two numbers. And then I would spend the rest of the lap trying to figure out, so what, what does that sum mean? What's that number divided by that number? And oh. it, after mm. a while, it becomes quite complicated. <laughs> I bet, yeah. Yeah. Have you um in that in that race or any race have you ever like hallucinated or had like? Unfortunately, not. Was, like, <laughs> Sounds quite fun, doesn't it? When you you know when when you hear about it, eh? it's like I've had, and elephants and stuff. Yeah, I've I've had deja vu, but that to me isn't hallucinating. Yeah. That's uh, when your what is it? Your frontal cortex uh, cortex is not processing something at the same time as your optical so uh your your brain's acting at different speeds so you think you've done something when you've actually just seen it all right all right i don't know if that's the actual reasoning for it but that's what i tell myself and it seems to work every time and when i've told other people that had the same thing they believe me so uh, interesting <laughs> they actually have been there, and you've just told them that. They yeah. <laughs> well, no, uh-huh. the, the last hill in UTMB, I was sure, I was a hundred percent sure that I'd been there before, but there was oh, no, really? I've never been to the Alps before that, so there was no way that. I <laughs> oh, you've just gone round another lap or something. Yeah, yeah. it could be that. <laughs> <laughs> I remember that point. The last hill uh, was uh, the rocks were moving. They started like moving around me. But I think it was just, you know, like the light hitting the rocks, it looked like they yeah. were all moving. It was so, so trippy. Um, yeah. But uh, yeah, no, it's, uh, so so we kind of just talked about some of your, uh, you know, your, your open heart surgery you had, which was one of the reasons that, you know, you, you didn't complete the Tunnel Ultra. How, yeah. um, you know, what, what, tell us, tell us about that. Like, you know, what, what was the reason for it? Um, and, 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 you know, what, 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 what came about from it? Well, I was uh, just training as normally, and there's a hill as you leave my house. I used to be able to run up that at, say, seven minute miles or whatever, and I was getting slower and slower, and when I was, I'd run up it, I would feel like I had uh, a weight on my chest, and then eventually I felt like I'd weight, like it was pushing chest and my back, and like, I couldn't understand what as soon as I got to the top of the hill, it would just go away. All right. It would mm. be fine. And my heart rate wasn't affected at all. I just felt like I couldn't breathe. So I went to the, the doctor and he said I had a cold. I was like, well, I've had a cold for eight weeks now, apparently. Mm. You. So I went to a different GP and got a second opinion. And he said, okay, we'll send you to a cardiologist. Cardiologist was uh, down from Inverness who, and he happened to be a runner. He's like, this is not right. This is there's something wrong, and we're going to find it. I'm going to send you for a CT scan. And yeah. went for a CT scan. 
everything was fine. I was wearing my own heart rate monitor as runners do, and but a wrist based one. And mm-hmm. I, I sat there afterwards, and she said, "Oh, just uh, wait, make sure nothing, no ill effects." And I was watching my heart rate, and it went down to thirty two, and it was still going down. And I was like, "As mm-hmm. there's something not right here." Yeah. So I started to feel dizzy, and she went, "Right, get you back in, get your feet up." And so it made them look at the results there and then. But what had happened was I'd watched them take the needle out of my arm and flight or flight reaction. It's it like that's adrenaline pumping. That was, to me, that was why it caused it. It wasn't, there was something wrong with me at that time. But it was all right. It made them look at the, the results there and then. And yeah. they'd found that one of my arteries, when I was born, had grown out the wrong place. All right. So for... I was 39 at the time. For 39 years, I'd been out in the, like, I've been up Loch Nagar, minus 15. I used to have a, a big beard at one point. I had icicles growing, uh, <laughs> coming off my beard. I remember that. And, uh, it was, anything could have happened to me at that point. The uh, the way that my artery was grow, going, it was actually going into the muscle and out again. I could have easily had... Uh, the the muscle could have contracted and I would have wow. been gone. Nobody would have found me. He was. So it's like looking at hindsight now. Lucky. Stupid things that runners do. Yeah. So you, yeah, but how would you? But you were. You would have known. You wouldn't have known though. You know what I mean? There's no way you would have known. No, no. To me, there was nothing wrong with me at that point at all. So I, I went and got various scans afterwards: MRI scan, my perfusion scan, and. Uh, the after talking to the specialist, it was basically the the artery for they did in the surgery. The artery is still in the same place, but it's now it was going in a, an acute angle, and it's now going in at a right angle. So yeah. it, and I've had scans afterwards, and my heart is as functional as anybody else's. It's fully functional. It's just one of my arteries happens to be growing going in a different direction yeah but the, the difference between myself and anybody else yourselves included is i know that i've got a fully functioning heart yeah anybody else listening to this might not mm-hmm. but mm. uh, if anything's came out of this for me it's to make sure that anybody else if you've got any sort of twinges any symptoms don't be afraid to go to the doctor. Don't be macho mm, about it. Yeah. I, I was, oh, yeah, it's fine. I, I said I had, what was it, six, eight weeks that I had a cold. It's like, I should have went earlier. Because yeah. the, the doctor doesn't care about you wasting his time when it should be life-threatening. Yeah. Yeah. They'd be better, they'd be happier you going and getting you sorted out. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Wow. And, and so you had the opera, the op- I mean, that's major surgery to go through. How did you feel about, did you, I mean, you've spoken about proving to yourself things. Where, did you have a, a, a desire, right, I'm gonna, I will go back running, that's, I'm going to run ultras again, or, or did you have a doubt on that? How did you feel after the, such major surgery? Uh, talking to the nurses and the, the doctors afterwards, they were saying, oh, how, how are you going to recover from this sort of thing? What, what's your plans? It's not, like, they, they would obviously advise me, but they were asking me what my plans were. And I, I told them that I'd wanted to, the surgery was in February. 
and I'd wanted to run, uh, I think it was a, a marathon or 30 miles by the end of the year. I had the sort of the D33 because that was my first one. I'd wanted to run that the next year by so with, within the year of surgery. Oh, and wow. that's what I told them, but wasn't necessarily true because <laughs> the, I, I got out. It, it, the, the surgery was two weeks before the first lockdown for COVID. And that meant I couldn't see a physio. So physio treatment was either over the phone or down to whatever I did myself. I tried to go for a run two weeks after surgery and it hurt, but it didn't hurt in the heart muscle. It hurt in the my rib cage because they had to rip my mm, rib yeah. cage open and I was held together by sternal wires. The, the wires are still there, but my bones have fused back together again. But yeah, two weeks after surgery, I, I I went for a run and it was sore. So when I talked to the physio next time, she said, well, it's going to be sore because there's a lot of impact in running. Why don't you do some cycling instead? So I did some cycling. And then I think it was eight weeks after surgery, uh, Mark Cobain, again, he's got a lot to answer for, put on a, <laughs> a virtual race. <laughs> and the, the race was, you were allowed... You weren't allowed out of your back garden because we were in lockdown at the time. And you're allowed a 100-meter course. And mm -hmm. how far can you run? And you had a month to submit your time. So I think it was March. I, on the 1st of March, I was, I was signed off at the time because the NHS, if you had heart surgery, they sign you off for three months, no matter what. You get signed really? off. I, I felt like I could have went back to work after it two or three weeks, but I was oh, signed wow. off and I wasn't complaining about it. We were in lockdown. Right, right. I got to spend time with my daughter. It's, why not? But what else was I going to do but train? So I trained. And uh, yeah, this virtual race, you had a month to submit it. The day after I submitted mine, somebody else submitted Oh, uh, yeah, I did 106 miles. Jesus. <laughs> going back and forth in a hundred meter track around my garden. Oh my god! In your garden? <laughs> yeah. Goodness. But, I remember yeah. watching this, and I was like amazed. I was gobsmacked. Like I wake up, and you're still going around your your garden. Like yeah, I must say though, your garden's the it's got a phenomenal view over there. The yeah, country. I I I stay out in the country, so my garden is uh, quite quite remote it's okay. uh, it's not like your city center garden yeah I, okay. I could set up a hundred meter track um yeah so the, the day after i submitted my time somebody else submitted theirs and it was one mile more i was like well oh, no fair enough it, it, they had the whole month to do it yeah uh, various people did more throughout that month so I, I waited until the second last day of the month and had another attempt and did 182 miles <laughs> And what was the what caused you to stop? One hundred eighty-two. Oh, I was in the uh, the time limit, right? Okay. Because it had to be within that month, so I oh, right. two days to spare, so I could have the. <laughs> you put it wow, that's amazing. That is amazing. What a recovery! Yeah. And what do you and what do you credit? I mean, obviously, the your head for me is the must be my part, the strongest part. But how how did you go about that recovery? I. 
yeah, the, as you say, the head, the, uh, I had the physical fitness from previous, I'd been running for what, nine or 10 years at that time. So well, the, the doctors had said that my heart was enlarged, but not in a bad way, in a, yeah. you're a sporty person sort of way, you can tell mm, that okay. because you've got a larger heart than the standard person. The, uh, a lot of the physios, like the physio that I talked to while I was still in the hospital, she was actually excited to see somebody who they're used to dealing with people that are there for bad health. Uh, right. In like overweight or whatever, their heart injuries is caused by that sort of lifestyle, yeah. not because of something they were born with. Okay. So it was, they were actually interested to see the, the, the sportier side of things. That's amazing. That is amazing. And what, and do you, I mean, you must feel now, though. Do you feel? I don't. I mean, I, I, you've got to go through something so big like that and come back. Do you have a renewed a sense of of hunger to go again, or are you just, or is it as as it ever was? Because obviously, you're a driven guy anyway. By the sense of it. Yeah. Well, I, I think during the time where I was waiting for surgery, I'd lost fitness and the recovery had lost fitness. So I wasn't training as much. And I'm probably not training as much now just through things like lifestyle things. I've got a four-year-old and that's a thing. But any race that I'm doing, I've got the secret weapon of when it hurts, I can go, well, it's not as sore as heart surgery. (laughs) Yes. That must be so annoying for the guys you're at the Starland next to with that. So what is the next race then? What do you have in mind uh, next? I've got a backyard ultra a week on Saturday. Wow, where's that? Uh, Blair Athol. Okay, wow. And what's, so the for listeners who don't know the backyard ultra, that is um, that is a lap format, is it? That you keep going on the, the lap until you... Yeah, it, last one standing is the other name for it. It's one because you're... It used to be last man standing, but politically correct, you have to say last one standing because there's been plenty of females that have won the race. Mm. And so it's last one standing now. And it basically, you start at midday, usually, and you've got an hour to do 4.17 miles. Oh, wow. And you can do your lap as fast or as slow as you want, as long as you're finished within the hour. And then you can do, you can refuel, you can go to the toilet. But on the hour, the next hour, you have to be ready to run 4.17 miles. The reason why it's that number is because at 24 hours, that's 100 miles. Ah, I did not know that. I I knew it was the four point. I knew it was four point something. I didn't realize that. Oh, that's interesting. Okay. So how, I mean. The race doesn't stop at 24 hours. The race stops when When someone finishes. Or no, your last one standing. Yeah, so but you, you, have, you have to run one more loop than the second person. Yeah. Otherwise, nobody wins. And and you're have you done a backyard ultra before? I've done uh, four before. I oh did one goodness. last year in Suffolk where they set the world record at the time at eighty-one yards. Oh, I remember oh. seeing that. That was uh, incredible. It was, uh, I wanted to do some, some yeah. massive. So There's also like because you're part of the team. 330 uh, miles. Oh my goodness! Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you're part of the team, Mike. Um, the team Scotland, and you, you know some of the the races that have been. It's it's called the Four Nations, isn't it? Back here, yeah. There's uh, uh, not, there's Ireland, England, Scotland, and Wales. Yeah. are all got a team competition against each other, and. 
the first one was in Northern Ireland, then uh, England, and then Wales. So this is the, the final one in, in Scotland. And uh, yeah, it's it, the, the team rules are interesting. I'm not sure that I would have set the same rules. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Your team score stops counting when you, you've got, yeah, you have to have two people left in your team, not two people, not that there's two people left in the race, which I would have went with, but I'm not the one setting the rules. So ah, I see. Wrong. That's interesting. So how are you feeling about the one next weekend? Yeah, it's good. Uh, after the one in Wales five, Five weeks ago, uh, I the, the week after I went over my ankle, and I heard an audible crack. Oh no! I was straight on the ground. It hurt a lot, and I've been I, I say nursing it ever since. But uh, two weeks ago, I was sweeping for the Great Glen and ran 40 miles on it. So it can't hurt that much. And Mike, it can't hurt as much as, much as open heart surgery. No, exactly. run it half, eh? <laughs> well, before you go, we've got some quickie questions for you. Fartlet questions. Yes. Yeah, well, yeah absolutely. I'm not, I mean, yeah, I think they're going to be, they're, I mean, you quickie questions, you always think it's like, you know, for, <laughs> yeah. like, you know, for like mainly we're thinking marathon, half marathon type training. I'm not sure these are, the, anyway, let's go for it. I'm intrigued to get your, your answers on these. So, favourite ultra distance? Uh, or ultra format? Currently, the backyard. I, I really like that format just because you, you don't have to do anything other than run. You don't have to be fast at it. You just have to keep running. Mm. The uh, distance-wise... The one that I've done the best at is probably about 70 miles. But I've also, like, I've won races that have been 150 miles. So, but the thing that I've, I feel that I've done the best in has been about 70 miles. Interesting. Um, the hill or the tunnel? The hill, anytime. <laughs> <laughs> the, the, the tagline for the t shirt was, uh, for the tunnel was, Sometimes you don't care if there's light at the end of the tunnel. You just want to get the hell out of the tunnel. <laughs> <laughs> but you can. Oh man. Uh, what's your what shoe do you wear? What's your favorite shoe? Usually Salomon's, just because I find them comfy. Uh, various different ones. Uh, Speed Cross used to be the ones, but they they seem to have gone shot up in price. And they've got an, uh, a budget version. I, I tend not to spend more than probably 60 to 80 pounds. So all your uh, carbon fiber cheat shoes, I've, <laughs> I've never worn a pair. The, the problem with me, if I wear too high a stack of shoe, then I go over my ankles in them. I, but mm. I, run, I run like a duck. My feet sticking out. <laughs> I overpronate, yeah. which apparently... There's scientific proof that people get less injured if they run like that. Oh, so, figure yeah. uh, say you shouldn't. You should run like this, but you're forcing your body to do something that your body doesn't want to do. So, there's who knows who's right. Yeah, pair, pair of silver shadows in for you. High tech silver shadow. A pair of high tech yeah. silver shadows. Yeah. In. yeah. Well, well I, I've uh, 
the metal trail gloves. I've had 1,600 miles out a pair of them before. Oh, nice. Okay. I, I quite like them. I've had a pair before and they're just minimal as well, you know. Like, yeah. Yeah. It works for me. So I, I went through phases of minimal and not so minimal shoes, but I've never went through a phase of maximal shoes. Tommy. Oh, I think he's frozen. Oh, he's frozen. He's <laughs> well, DNF. He's DNF. There's a three of us on the on the show. I've got Lenny here. Eh? He's uh, woken up. Um, so yeah. So the last, I've got a couple more questions. What's your favourite training session? Uh, probably a long, slow run. Nice, nice. Okay, okay. Uh, and to Tommy, I've just asked the favourite training session. What's your one? Last one. Oh, he's on mute. He's having a mess. Sorry, my, my, my charger ran out. I've got a French laptop <laughs> which wasn't plugged in. I had to go and get a converter. Sorry about that. Uh, mine is going to be um, the classic then. You've got one more race you can run. It can be a race you've already done, so you can do the tunnel again, you can do the hill again, or it can be a race on the calendar you've not yet done. What would that race be? Okay. But you can only, you're only allowed to run one more race in your whole right life. Probably something in the Alps. I don't, I don't particularly know nice. what race. I, I've done, as Kyle said, I've done the UTMB, but there was a lot of, lot of fanfare about it. It was a lot of walking. Okay. Because you can't train for it properly in Britain. You, uh, like, you can run up Nevis, and then you're only a third of the way up the hill. Mm-hmm. So it's just you can't train. You have to be out there to train for it. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I wouldn't mind doing one of the other races at uh, at the UTMB festival, but not mm -hmm. necessarily UTMB. Just I, I like being outside. Your, I like, yeah. like like the hills. So I I don't I wouldn't say that I've got a bucket list. Okay. Uh, hard Rock is on this weekend, I think. Yeah. Yeah, love to do it, oh, but. Yeah. Yeah. It's like it's it's there. There are lots of races in the UK that are not necessarily as big and fancy and good, but that are it's nice, good races. Yeah, yeah. There's nothing wrong with them. There's uh, plenty of races. Or the the Money One Hundred, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> which uh, which might take part in the relays. The one of the the, the relay team champion. Not, not yeah. Oh, very good. There. Yeah, I have to say the the relay. I I had to do a three and a half mile section, and the trackers were a bit temperamental. They were. They? <laughs> <laughs> and so, uh, Debbie, the runner before me, I didn't know how long she was going to take, so I had to be ready to run three and a half miles as fast as I could. Oh. Add a lever to Karen next section, and she'll be in in the next forty five minutes, maybe. When do I take when do I take my gel 15 minutes before the race? When do I do that? Well, I, I don't drink your coffee, so I was taking uh, Pro Plus just to get me <laughs> But I couldn't remember if I'd taken it. And then uh, the my sort of jitteriness, my people were going, Yeah, you're definitely taking it. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that three and a half mile thing, I was really that was probably the hardest part of the race for me. And then later on during the night, I ran a 
15 mile section and I loved it. That was, yeah. it was great. And I was down the dive away. So that was nice. But, yeah. And, and in terms of in terms of backyard ultras, because obviously you've got a man, you're a man who's got a, you're obviously uh, you're a penchant for these bonkers hard races. What is what is known as like the top hardest backyard ultra on the circuit? And what are any of them that you're you there's like a backyard ultra you'd like to do? There's because it's quite a a young race format. There there's ones popping up all the time. So okay. The, the 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 one to aim for is obviously Big's backyard in Tennessee. That's mm. the original one. Yeah. But getting into that is near on impossible unless you've won five championships and mm, pickled okay. some days, whatever. But uh yeah, getting into that. But yeah, the the hardest one that I've heard of, there's one in uh a Scandinavian country, I think it is, that's got something stupid like uh, 400 meters of climb each loop oh geez, oh my god a sprint to get to the to get yeah an hour in there, eh? the, the, the one that i did in wales people were saying that that was a really hard loop uh, i'm not sure what the elevation was but it was right on the coast it was windy uh, some of the trails was technical i was like that's exactly like what i run on every day this is great <laughs> i loved it and but the problem with that one, after 15 hours, my body just betrayed me and I started being sick. So okay. after a while, I couldn't get enough calories in. So I think it was 17 or 18 hours. It's just like, nah, I have to stop because I can't get the energy to do another lap. Oh, dear. Brutal. Brutal. Well, one more question. If you were to do a beer mile, Mike, what would you, what would you do? Or have you, you haven't done a beer mile, have you? I don't think so. What time do you think you could do if you if you did it? So run a you was it you drink a pint, you run a lap, you drink a pint. Yeah, every four hundred meters you you drink drink a pint. A, yeah. a pint or three thirty mil car. Pint, 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 pint. We operate pint. green rules here. Oh, uh, I don't know. Back back in my younger days, I could probably down four pints, no problem. But nowadays, I don't drink that much, so. Probably... And that's the hardest part, I think. I think a lot of people underestimate the boozing part of it. They come yeah, on here and they go, "Yeah, I can run a five minute mile." You're like, hmm. <laughs> yeah, uh, I could, like just just a mile, say five and a half minutes. But uh, yeah, doing the drinking part, I'd probably be up at nine minutes or something. Nine minutes, respectable, respectable. That's not bad, yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll give you that. Yeah, we've got a Jeremy Clarkson top gear leaderboard for you. So, uh, so I'm, I'm yeah. literally just. I, I said that last week that I wanted to create. So I'm now. I've actually taken a note of you're the first name going on the list, Mike. I'm going to backdate this. So Mike Raffin currently <laughs> top of the list at nine minutes. Yes. Once we backdate it, I think you'll be somewhere in the probably top fifteen with a time like that. That's so. Uh, so we have to actually do it then. Well, yeah, that's the thing. Yeah, we have to do it. We we organised one on the the Aberdeen Prom once, but about. 15, 10, well, I mean, 10, 15 of us do it. It was quite small, but um, yeah, that was tough. That was, it was a horror show actually. So we were, I could tell you, we were both, I think you were certainly over 10 minutes, Cal. I know you've done six minutes in the past, don't worry. And I was, I think was I was 40, over 10 minutes. 48 or something. Yeah. yeah. I was like 14 minutes or something. That was bad. Like, yeah. yeah. So anyway, nine minutes is respectable. So. Well, I, I say nine minutes. I have honestly no idea. It could be, could be 15 minutes. I don't know. Nice. But yeah, you have to aim high, otherwise you, you'll fail. Exactly, exactly. 
Well, but, your, your uh, Dinah's uh, one entrance or the the one that we we have in on the prom next time. Uh, yes, good, good. <laughs> Very right. good. The question is, what type of beer is it? That is a good question. Now there are rules on this. There's international rules. That it, I think it's going to be five percent. So we went yeah. for we went for Brooklyn. I think Brooklyn Lager was coming in at five point four. Anyway, so it was good enough. I think we could. I mean, Punk IPA would fly if we want to go for a true Aberdeen one. So. Yeah, it'll be. It's that. It's driven by the percentage because you. Okay. Um, I think a lot of people. I mean, I at uni. We used to, I used to always enjoy a John Smith because it was, it was super flat and it would just you could get get out pour out early and it, I could put that down reasonably quick. But a fizzy one that's coming back up. Yeah, well, at work our Christmas night out, we used to have a competition who could down the a pint of Guinness fastest. So my record's about seven point two seconds. Whoa, nice! Very and I nice. didn't win. I didn't win that. <laughs> <laughs> Jeez, that's impressive. Need to get you get into the the into the TRS boat racing team. That sounds more yeah. of your your performance. Oh well, well it's, it's yeah. been brilliant to chat to you, Mike. Uh, and yeah, thank you for giving up your absolutely into chat. You it's been yeah, I'm glad to get you on the show because like yeah, it's just an amazing story you've got, and yeah, a lot of listeners will be really really inspired by it too. So uh, yeah, thank you very much. And, yeah. And, and good luck for the good, good luck for the battle at Ultra next weekend. We'll keep an eye out for that result now. We know you're running. <laughs> Thank you. Brian, uh, we'll speak. Brian, by the way, that was Lenny. Very <laughs> <laughs> soon. Good luck. Hope you're well, not yeah, I'm at the end of the race. <laughs> <laughs> well, we'll catch up soon, Mike. All right. Yeah. Right. Thanks, Thanks mate. Bye. See you later. Okay, so that, good. Was, that was Mike Raffin on the show there. What a great, a great story he's got. Um, I'm Amazing. Really, really happy to hear, you know, to get him on the show, just to chat all things. Yeah, just there's, yeah, all things ultra running, essentially, and, and you know, that that sort of open heart surgery he's had. And, and so amazing. That too. Uh, that comeback, yeah. yeah. I mean, a lot of people would, I mean, the fact that he's, yeah, it's not like he's just come back and he's jogging 10Ks. He's straight <laughs> back to doing big stuff. Yeah. Quite amazing. Aye. Um, so I've I've picked up the wee man here. Uh, we we've uh, Debbie's had to go on a call. So anyone who's listening, you know this isn't a you're not paying for this episode. So if you do get a a cry here here or there, it's not Tommy, it's not Kyle, it's it's Big Lenny who's who's just one year old. Lenny looks very he looks very chilled out though for Aye. the third the third anchor on TRS. Well, that's Lenny, it. what what do you reckon about the Masters champs, Lenny? <laughs> that's all he says. He did, to be fair, he speaks a lot more sense than I do. That's for sure. Um, yeah, well, that's not difficult. Well, exactly. But but to be fair though, like we we are going to keep this brief as we as we said. Um, yeah. So in top, yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah, I fully and, agree. And, and and Tommy has got the plumber coming round too, so it's yes. all go. It's all go in the house here. So let's uh, go quickly. What's happening? What has been happening? In a nutshell, uh, in the last week, so we had the campus 5k that was taking place. The same, there was neck, I think there was 10 sub six, sub 15k performances, which I think for a north event and most of the runners being north athletes is hugely impressive. And it just shows the, the strength and depth up north at the moment, uh, in the distance scene. We had um, Sean Charmers, I think he did a, a 14 15. Which That's right for the a win. Solo run from him, which is yeah, he's such a talented guy, you know, to to run that uh, all by himself. 
And uh, yes, just a few other results in there. We had Kenny Wilson, Lachlan Oates, Lapal was there. Uh, yeah. Kenny's brother, James, was only two seconds behind uh, his brother. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, 1458. So that's the first time he's, uh, I've got a, a hand on my lip right now. So, um, well, maybe I can I can take over. So weird. Yeah, Sean for the win, 1415. Uh, we know Sean in this Lachlan Oates was second. Uh, Shelton Hire, 1445. Uh, so quite clear for Sean, actually, about 30 seconds out there. And then Max Abernethy, Maury Roadrunner, she's really come into good form last year, 14.57. And as Kyle says, uh, you know, big shout out to James Wilson dipping under 15 minutes for the first time in 14.59. Good to see a few. I mean, see um, Ultra Boy, uh, your Scotland teammate, soon-to-be GB runner Jason Kelly from Ab- uh, Metro Aberdeen running 15.08, really showing a bit of turn of pace, even though he's preparing for um, ultra 100K. And then if we go down the list into the, the ladies' results, it was a win for Katrina Fraser, Inverness hires AAC in 1747. Second place was Rona Grant, um, Highland Hill Runners, 1838. And in third place, Robin Pinder, Metro Aberdeen, 1840. So it's a good set of results, 52 in there. Um as Kyle says, sub-15, you've got nine guys sub-15. You've got a total of 15 sub-16. Um, you've got 43 people under 20 minutes. So it's, a, it's strong, really, a really strong race to have on the on the North East Circuit. Yeah, I think so as well. Like, as I say, we're going to line up next year, hopefully, and uh, get into that sub-15 category, eh, Tommy? Absolutely. <laughs> sub-16 is, uh, is the stretch we're going <laughs> for there. Oh, it would be for me as well at the moment. Uh, and then let's just briefly chat about Masters results as well. Um, so in terms of, like, we had the Scottish Masters Championships took place, um, which I said I was uh, taking, which I said I was at. Um, but, yeah, some amazing performances from some of the, you know, some of these athletes. Uh, there was also the World Masters Championships as well. Um, but the one I mentioned about the 400-meter runner, George Hunter from Petrivia AC, 400 meters, Sub sub eighty seconds, which blows my mind. Literally Amazing. blows my mind to do that. Um, uh, and some of the other re- results we had, and we're not going to go through them all. Um, but yeah, just we had um, yeah, there's some world masters champs. I'll maybe briefly catch up on on what they are. Michelle Sanderson was doing the five k eighteen twenty five. Uh, Fiona Matheson was also taking part. Uh, Colin Whitby as well. He did the 5,000 metres and sub-16 also got a second place in the um, the 1,500 metres in front of uh, Grant Bailey, who ran 202 and 800. And uh, for the 1,500, I think he was like 412 or something for the, the, the 1,500 metres. So that's, a, that's an amazing result from uh, all those guys as well. So. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he loves them. Absolutely loves the Masters results. <laughs> so, but yeah, like I said, it's an amazing performance. Have a look at the the link, and you'll be able to just read some of those results as well. So, what's your next? Day? We got any other results there? So, not this week. I think the main thing we're looking towards is, and we can maybe rather we'll just dive straight into next week because it is the World Champs next week, which is quite exciting. I've got to admit, I haven't been following the track circuit so much this year, so I need to get my head back into it because obviously Laura Muir, Josh Kerr, Eilish, uh, Gemma Enrique, Neil Gurley, Nicole Jurgen, who else have we got? Uh, Beth Dobbin, Jake Whiteman. So it's really, 
Andy Butcher, you know, all the Scots heading over to Eugene and Oregon for the World Champs. So next week we can we can really start to talk about that as the as the schedule goes. I think it starts on the let me look. The first day is I think Zoe Clark goes tomorrow, which is the fifteenth of July, and then we've got heats for Laura Muir from Saturday the sixteenth. So if we record early next week, we should have had the women's uh, fifteen and the men's fifteen semis by then. So. Yeah, if you're looking, I think I think I assume it'll be on BBC, but it's on at silly o'clock. It's like three a.m. So we will. Um, if you, your best bet is to just come to TRS and listen to a an average, um, uninformed, uh, <laughs> you know, enthusiastic recap. <laughs> but we we did say we mentioned some of the masters events, but yeah, we could bring that into next week as well because you know top that up with a bumper uh, review of some of the amazing performances, but. We uh, Paul Forbes and uh, Alistair Walker were, were that's yeah, right, yes, that's right, yeah, got some golds in their plate there. So, uh, amazing performances by Alistair and, and Paul. Uh, and I'm sure we'll, we'll chat about <coughs> those results next week as well. <coughs> Without knowing too much about results and races this week, who's your Tartan running shorts <coughs> runner of the week? Uh, I'm going to go for a TRS run the weeks. Joel, let's give it to James Wilson. First time under 50 minutes, gave uh, gave his big brother a real shock, I'm sure, and that is that gap is getting very, very tight. So yeah, let's. I would say James Wilson. What do you think? Oh, 100 percent. Ken, Ken, James would be loving that. I, I would imagine Kenny not so much, but uh, they both. Maybe that's the first runners that have had uh, TRS run of the weeks. As it well, must right? be, yeah. It must be. So, well, on that note, I'm gonna dash because this guy's holding. He's got a bank card in his mouth right now. He's going uh, to chomp it. Yeah. He's uh, who knows where that's gonna go. Um, I might not get it back, so uh, I might just have to, like, <laughs> I might have to take it to the shop and just scan well, it. Well, you know? well, Kyle, we salute you and I thank you for giving up for doing this while you're uh, with a with, with a wee man there. That's a that's a hell of a commitment to the cause. This is the second time he's been on the show, eh? Um, and, legend, but I, I, as I said, he's making a lot more sense than I am, so. Yeah, well, I agree. Yeah. I agree with Lenny. That is your, that is your end tune, folks. So um, <laughs> the, the pre-tune to uh, Ali McIver. So thank you very much, guys. And uh, we will see you all next week. Bye. Bye. <laughs>
our shorts, in our shorts, in our short, short shorts, because there's banter when we canter with the tartan running shorts. Because there's banter when we canter with the tartan running shorts. And that's a wrap.